Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence, Real Talk. It's your girl, Christine. I hope you guys had a blessed weekend and a glorious start to your work week, your school week, whatever, grind week, hustle week, whatever week you're trying to make it. Um, you guys already know, I start my, I start my episodes with gratitude. Um, for me, I'm going to say I'm grateful for my family. You know, um, unfortunately, my... My little brothers, my little brother and two of my older brothers lost their mom today. So it's just kind of reminds you of family. Life is too short, you know. So rest in peace to their mother and they're in my prayers and life's too short. So make amends if, you know, I know family. There's, I always tell people if there's family who is toxic in your life, don't feel afraid to cut them off. But if it's a relationship that's amendable, don't be a slave to your pride and mend it. Come together. In a previous episode, you guys already heard me talk about, I said, I may be from Scarborough, but the Finch raised me. I have a very special guest, which is my brother. His name's Ryan, a.k.a. BZ. And he can attest to that saying where I'm from Scarborough, but the Finch raised me. Ryan, welcome to my show. What it do, what it do. Oh, man, I find it funny, yo. I find it amazing how you fully make it clear that you were, you grew up in Scarborough, but we raised you. Yeah. I mean, the Jada Finch trip, like, you know, I mean, hey, we didn't really raise you, raise you, we more just kind of shaped your thinking a little bit. Correct. To get, to get you to understand that, uh, I mean, you don't have to be like a ghetto boo in order to get around boo. You gotta be you. Correct. Correct. That's pretty much what it was, what it was. We've been through our struggles. Uh, you know, it is already. So it makes us fun, right? Struggling together, laughing together. Correct. And still coming back around years later and still being friends. We family. Yeah. We family. Like we family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just can't take it away. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Yo, we were talking about... Um, what defines a man and i remember like, i had to stop you because i'm like no we need to save this for an episode yo we need to save this for an episode because she got hella deep <laughs> <laughs> she got hella deep yo i mean oh man because you know what i think what made it deep was the, the different the different pointers because we had the, the oxymorons so we had the contradictions mm-hmm. for instance you know, we, we just were random with it we're like what is a man and I remember when I'm asking this question, I'm stomping down garbage. So I'm stomping my garbage and I'm just ranting like, yo, what does it mean to be a man? Because some people look at me and go, I ain't a man. And I'm like, what? okay, what's the definition of your, of a man, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then I remember I was asking you things like, okay, so let's say now you say being a man means you have money. All right, cool, so you got money. So if I got money and I'm buying you all the things you like, you know, like fancy car, jewelry, whatever, but I'm boxing you upside your head, am I a man? Keep keep talking. You should see me over here rocking back and forth. And then, and then if I flip the script and I say, okay, what if I have no money? I'm broke as a joke. I could barely rub two quarters together and call it 50 cents. But I'm showing you love and affection. I'm opening doors for you and I'm showing the world that you're my queen. Am I a man? So what are we using as a, as a measuring rod to say what a man is? What is What has become the defining rod? What is, what is society's defining rod as what a man really is? I gotta know, because a 
apparently I'm not a man. Because one side will say, yo, you're a man, right? And another side like, yo, you're from the hood. We don't, we don't, we don't respect you. So I'm curious to myself because, I mean, I'm 36 touching 40. So I got to know. If, if after being on this earth for 36 years, I don't know what being a man is. There must either there's something wrong with me or my definition is different. Because I think, for me, I think being a man is very simple. Know your worth and work in it. So know your value. Know who you are as a man. Know who you are as a person. If you know that um, you're a simple guy, be a simple guy. If you're complex, be complex. If you like to hustle and make your money fast, hustle and make your money fast. If you like to slow down, take care of your family, kids, whatever. Now, I'm not trying to say neglect your family, whatever, and all that stuff. I'm not saying that there's not a, there's not a single theme that runs through being a man. Like every man has to have the same principle themes. Respect the woman, respect yourself, respect those around you, show kind love. There's a, there's a theme. But each man is built in a different way. So my question becomes, what do you think a man is, Christine? You being a woman, what do you think a man is? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a that's a hard one, man. That's a hard one because I my, I myself in a, am kind of in a confliction of what a man is because society and especially like social media has put such a negative connotation around what men is, and I think a lot of women, including myself, have fallen victim to society's standards instead of my standards. So I think what a man is kind of holds value into what you value as a man. Like for me, a man, people get the word provide wrong. And they think that a man should be taking care of you. And don't be wrong, your man should be taking care of you. But I'm talking about in like financial aspect. Your man should be doing everything for you. I, I'm sorry, I don't want my man doing everything for me. I'm sorry, I'm a grown ass woman. You know, I, I feel like being like if you're able to grow into your own and I'm able to grow into my my own and we able to we're able to come together on a common ground through like communication, trust, loyalty, an open mindset and and knowledge and learning, because I think every day is a learning. If you, if you can hold those key values to me, that makes you a man because you could be broke taking the bus. I, I really don't care. It, that doesn't depict that you're not a man. I think people people look at what a man is on the outside. They don't really look at what the values and the morals and the principles instilled on the inside. And I think that's where we as women, especially black women, that's where we mess up. Right, 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 right. Like, we see a dude, has a nice car matching from head to do head to toe has nice jewelry all of that shit and he wants to spit a one two lyrics and people catch a sweet tooth and want more but at the end of the day that dude has how many babe mothers doesn't take care of his kids treat you like shit and you're just another notch to his belt but you think that's a man just the way he looks but i always tell people Yo, a man that walks into the bank dirty has the most money. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I, I always use that as an excuse too. Someone walk up to you, yo, you smell. So you just smelling a hard day's work. Straight I'm up. Just smelling on me. Like, how do you expect me to come on the bus after eight hours of being on the grind, sweating my nuts back off, and then you're like, oh, you smell. So what if I smell? You're too kind. 
Yo, you, can you can you repeat that one more time so people heard that? Say it louder for them to hear in the back, please. So, 
Being a man is more than just, I got money, I got cars, I got this, I got that. That's good. You can have a rap career. I don't care. Do you have a presence that makes people feel secure? Mm-hmm. Or, do people, or do people feel less of importance around you? Do you always have the spotlight? Is it always about you? Or can someone say, yo, you really, you really want to see me grow? You, you really want to see me move? Do you really want to see me get somewhere? These are, these are qualities of a man. It's the unspoken things Correct. that make a man. Things that you can't really talk about, but you can see it. Mm-hmm. An unspoken world. Right? That's what really makes a man a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to, because people have to understand. And I'm not trying. I don't try to, you know, down talk any woman out there. It's just maybe, maybe I'm different. Maybe I think differently. I don't know. But a lot of I find a lot of women glorify when their man is taking care of them. Which kudos to you. Great, I love it. But a lot of people glorify that shit to your face, and underneath it all is a different story, right? And I always tell any woman, any woman that I cross paths with, especially the ones who want to boast about their man taking care of them, do your thing. Me, how I was raised, I have all my brothers. My brothers have always said, yo, Christine, you're not supposed to ask a man for shit unless that's your husband. I was like, all right, cool. So I just, I just knew how to do things on my own. And if a man wants to come and help me build, then hey, that shows the love and respect he has for me. But... My notion is that, you know, the cliche saying, you know, the queen is the strongest on the chessboard. The queen protects the king. So if your man's constantly taking care of you, right? As a woman, if my man's taking care of me, yo, I'm silently taking care of him. Because I believe that the woman is actually the protector in a relationship. That's just what I've always seen it as. Oh, the woman is actually the protector. Because if shit hits the fan with my man, best believe he'll never know that I like, I'd probably have a secret bank account that I'm going to save that shit for a rainy day so that one time I can keep, I can take care of him shit like that. Cause it, people always say relationships are 50, 50. That's false. In my opinion, relationships are a hundred, a hundred. Yeah, I feel the same way. I was about to say that too. I'm the same way. hundred, hundred. I don't believe in 50, 50 because if you're 50% and I'm 50% in, that means 50% of me is not involved. Correct. So what's happening? So what's the other 50% doing then? Correct. Doing? Correct. And, and, you know what I mean? If I'm not all in, you're not all in, then what's the other half doing? It's cheating. Correct. So, I mean, but, but I like, okay, there's something you said that I like. I want to tap on that. You said that the woman is a protector. I agree with that. She is the thing. Men are, men are emotionally unstable. I'm sorry, men. If any man, you know, I don't even, I'm not even sorry. I take that back. I don't apologize. Men, we are emotionally unstable. Here's why I say that. Because we were, we, most of us are raised with our mothers. So we only know how to be emotional in the sense where, like, we think, like, oh, if I punch you in the face, I'm a man. But that's just you acting out of emotion. If your dad was around to give you a good beating a couple of times, you would understand how to control your emotion. Whoa, whoa, bro, calm down. That's, that's not how you act. So women kind of give men that, that like, when a man actually realizes what it needs to be a man, you control the emotion, the woman becomes that emotional, the emotional outlet the man needs. So, she becomes the emotional voice for the man. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then he's able to become, now he's able to become protected because now his emotional out, out the door and, 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 and people are not taking advantage of that. 
what happens as the woman becomes that backbone from the saying, listen, bitch, I'll cry for you and you be my strength. Mm-hmm. And she protects him from being hurt because when a man's hurt, he's hurt. You know, the funniest thing is this. Most guy, most times when a guy cheats on a girl because he's afraid the girl's going to cheat on him. And the thing about that, most men cannot handle when a woman cheats. But the funny thing is when a man that's the damn woman, That's the damn truth. When, when a woman gets cheated on, most women can see it coming from far and they prepare themselves for it. It's weird. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm saying a lot of women, they see it and they protect themselves from it. Yeah, they might have an emotional breakdown. But because women naturally will emotionally break down, they're used to crying things out. So once they cry it out, they're going to say, that, that nigga was worth nothing. Yeah, you know, kick it to the curb. But you see when a guy gets cheated on, he gets hurt, and a girl, because he's not used to sharing his emotion in a healthy way towards a woman, bro, he's devastated. Niggas laid out in his bed for six months, crying, you got it, you got it back. No, there's no <laughs> man out there that genuinely got broken up with a girl that cannot say, I never cried. Are you mad? If you never cried, you never really liked a girl. And you've not had a heartbreak moment. Or if you have it, you will. It's, it, it, it's, it's part of growing up. It's okay to have your heart broken. It's just how you process that heartbreak that makes, that makes a difference. You don't have to go out there and smash everything that walks on two legs and call yourself a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't. Suckle down with one girl. Because when you're in jail and you need someone to bail you out, who's the first person you call it? Your mom? That's embarrassing. Come on now. You're going to call your mom? You're going to call your auntie. Usually a man calls a woman. First thing he's going to do, call a woman. Because you know your nigga ain't going to bail you out. Why? Because he probably got charges too. So, <laughs> so you're going to call a girl, right? You're going to call a shorty. So, and, then, and then if you treat every woman like dirt, how are you getting out of jail? It would suck even more if the judge was a woman, your lawyer was a woman. Now what are you going to do? Especially you know, like when men get injured, who do you call? When they get sick, who do they call? Oh, uh, even that. Oh man. Oh, she about sick, man. I was sick for a week and all I wanted was my mom. <laughs> like, I wasn't I wasn't looking for the man damn like, yo, where's the man that to comfort me? I'm like, yo, where's my mom? You know what I mean? And I'm not a mama's boy, don't get it twisted. I'm a man that loves his mom. There's a difference. Mama boy is a man that loves his mom for every little thing. A man that loves his mom is a man that will protect his mom mm-hmm. and, and, and provide where he can. So there's a difference between uh Man, I love his mom and his mama's boy. I'm not gonna call my mom and say, Hey mom, how do I wash my whites and my darks? <laughs> Obviously you don't know bleach on black. Correct. Right, so so you know, but what I'm trying to say is that if 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 we're gonna define a man like we like we've been doing or we've been trying to do for centuries, just look at it very simple. It's seen. Action is seen. It's always seen. You don't have, I don't have to walk around saying I'm a man. It's either I'm it's either I am or I'm not. You're gonna see it or you're not. Correct. I don't, have, I don't have to boast. I'm a man. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Who cares? Okay, I'm not your king, big boy. You're a king, big man. Do what you're doing. Make your money, hustle, whatever you got to do. Right? Yeah, you know I mean, so let's just keep it real like that. Like, I feel like men try too hard. Mm-hmm. But on, right? And women push away. Because some girls, okay, that's the other thing. A lot of women, they don't know what a man is either because they, they never raised up with their dad. So now, you have broken girls finding broken boys trying to be whole men and whole women. Yup. What, what, what was that thing you said about the vein? You can't what? You can't find... Oh. It's like, no, like, think about it. You, you can't, like, no, you, okay, you're a, you're a broken girl. 
finding a broken boy, trying to be a whole woman and a whole man. It's, it's not gonna work. work. It's not gonna work. It's not. It's not. Right. So you have to also understand that too. So a lot of times, why people don't want to get into relationships is because they can't deal with all that past trauma and stuff. But it's healthy to go through it. It's good. You need to go through that. It's okay. It's better you go through that, be one with this person or that, you know, whatever, and and grow through it. And close to it. Do your thing. Be be one. Be a unit. Because at the end of the day, society's crumbling because there's no there's no family structure. There's no family unity. There's no husband and wife. That stuff doesn't exist no more. Men are now called defective women, and women are trying to be the breadwinners and the men. I, I'm okay with a woman making more money than me. I know you know. And I'm not saying that because I wanted to take care of me. No, screw that. But. What I'm saying is, if she wants to be a breadwinner, or she's a breadwinner, she's making more than me, that's great, that's good. Here's what we do, just don't lord it over me. Because if you hold that over my head, and you see me crumbling down as a man, don't you dare laugh at me. Because you as the woman, you should know to protect my 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 immaturity in sense of my, um, how I am immature in my emotions. You gotta protect that. Yes, you're making more money than me. Great, cool, it's to be praised God. But, don't hold it over me. I make it seem like, oh, well... You're I, less than I, a man. I, I, I'm bigger than you. Because at the end of the day, yes, you're making more money than me, but there's still things that I do as a man that you cannot do as a woman. Ah. Ah. Right, there, are, there are certain things that I bring to the table that you're never going to bring to the table. And I'm not saying that because you're a woman, but because there's things that God has put in a man that a man's going to do that a woman can't. Just like there's things that God put in a woman that, that a man can't do. Men cannot give birth. If I see a man give birth, I'm thinking, dang, this one is freaked up. <laughs> like, that's jacked. If a man starts giving birth, oh my goodness, what have we crossed? Correct. Right? And it's just like a man will always bring a strength that a woman doesn't have. And what that is, is like, men always have a, by nature, our more discipline. If I see my kid acting up, as much as a woman will beat a child, I'm sorry, I could beat my child without beating my child. I could just look at you a certain way and you know, daddy ain't playing. Mommy's yelling her head off looking like an idiot. I'm like, why is mom wasting so much energy? She already spent nine months carrying you in her belly. She spent another God knows how many hours in the hospital pushing her out, you know, and then you want to give her more headache? No, on my time to take that headache now. Come here, boy. You got beaten one time. <laughs> Let mommy rest. <laughs> you and you, I'll try to do it right now. Come on. But, but, but no, you're going like a big man. Come outside right now. Let's go. Let's scrap it out. If you can beat me, you're the man of the house. Let's do this one time. <laughs> you know, like, that's how we are as men. Scrap it. Then we'll take this back to Spartan days. We're going to fight. Whoever falls in the pit first loses. Let's go. <laughs> that's how we are. I would have disciplined my child the way I know. And, and, and I'm not promoting abuse. I know some people took that as, oh, my God, this is abusive. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, know this is, I know this is so sensitive viewers oh he's abusive oh my gosh no I don't mean that like literally we're gonna scrap but I mean like there's a discipline that we bring to the table that a woman can't break because no matter how much a woman beats a child she will automatically love him and she's gonna oh you're my baby and she's gonna hush him man we're gonna beat you look at you you learn yet you learn you don't learn yet come again <laughs> it's gonna learn. come again we can go all day. I got the strength for this. Let's do it. Your mom's sleeping. It's okay. You can't wake up, mommy. Don't worry. I made sure her room was padded. She's not going to hear you eating. 
No, you know, but that's how we are. So we bring to the table. And women bring nurturing. A man can't nurture no pity. I don't care what you tell me. I don't know how to nurture my daughter. I look at her sometimes. I don't know what to do with you. With your mother. She loves you more than me. <laughs> how can you say that, Daddy? You know, I mean, she's more emotional than me. I, I can't. I don't know what I, I don't, can't give you that affection. Mommy not on that level. No, I, I, compl- I completely understand what you're talking about, yo. You know, I don't know, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know, I don't, I don't want to hug. Get out of here, go. Your mother gets that. Correct. And I'm like, I'm, uh, while you're talking, I'm just sitting down thinking, I'm laughing, to be honest with you, I'm laughing in my head because I'm thinking about men and changing, right? And women and changing because it goes both ways. And I, I can't stand to hear people say, you know what? Yo, my man did a 360 degree turn. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, he did a 360 degree turn. I'm like, isn't that mean he's the same place that he was when he first started? Yeah. Okay, hold on there, hold on there, hold on there. That wasn't funny. My man did a complete 360, so that means he's a shit rocket idiot. I mean, I mean. Right? I I don't understand when people say like, yo, she did a three sixty. Okay. So he was facing left and he's facing left again. Oh man. Oh man. People like yeah. that. Eat it too. I don't even want the icing. Not no, none of that. Like if I made it, why wouldn't I want to eat it? I want the icing. I want I want the sprinkles. I want everything. So we're having an event at my church. We're doing this some celebrity lookalike. And, you know, I brought my own, you know, non-alcoholic drink. I brought my own, you know, sparkling champagne, you know, the non-alcoholic one. And I sit down the table. You need you need to explain to them, okay? You need to explain to my right. listeners that this was a journey, okay? This was a yeah. journey. Oh, 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 okay, I can explain that. So what, 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 what this story. So, so I have, my, so I have my, my drink on the table. It's sitting there in front of me. I'm the only one that poured from it. My cup's the only cup full on the table. And the drinks that the table has are still closed. I'm sitting there looking at my drink, you know, enjoying the moment. And one girl comes out of nowhere and decides to sit down at my table, grab my drink and pour herself a cup. And so I'm like, yeah, you can have some. Sure, you can have some. Not a problem. You know what? Go ahead and take some. Thanks for asking. And then the girl's like, and then the girl's looking at me like, ah, this guy said I can have some. I'm like, yeah. Then she has your dad, she's asking, yo, oh, you know, oh, she's like, oh, I, I kind of just took it. I'm like, no, oh, really? Like, I can see you just took it. Like, I'm not blind. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, um, then she, then she goes to me, she goes, oh, what did she say again? No, hold on a second. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote her. Oh, yeah. Then she goes, well, you brought it to, sh- you brought it to share with everyone, right? I'm like, well, not really. It was more for a prop, but I decided to drink from it. And, it's and then she, under her brush, she goes, this guy said not really. 
And I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her cup, I'm looking at the table. No one touched my drink but you. And then when I call you out on it, you have the audacity to get rude. As if to say, I'm entitled to you. I looked at my finger for a second to see if there's a ring there. I saw none. <laughs> so, therefore, <laughs> so therefore, we have no connection. I was like, yo, and, 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 and you know, I mean, the old me would have flipped, but I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do this because, and I know this is off topic, but part of being a man, and I'm going to tie it into being a man, is, is meekness, is having power under control. I'm in the right, it's my right, I'm all right to blast you for this, but instead I decided, you know what, I'm a man. I'm not, I don't have to yell at you. I'm just going to keep calm and just look at you for a second and make you realize what you did wrong without even having to say you're, you're an idiot. And I guess when she realized my facial reaction and how I'm looking at the situation but I'm being calm on it, she kind of picked up on it. I kind of like help with herself and, and, you know, kind of shut up without me having to look at her and say, yo, shut up. Mm-hmm. But it, it, and it made me realize, like, that's the other thing too. Some women cross their plates. It's like, you want a man but you want to cross the line with the man. And then when the man does something stupid, see, you're not a man. What the heck? How are you going to, how are you going to test the waters? And when you're drowning, turn around and expect me to throw a life raft in to save you. I don't understand. Don't test the waters and you fall in and then look for me to save you. It's like that stupid cute girl at the club. She come half naked in the wintertime and look at you. They're not going to give me your jacket. No, you idiot. We don't even come like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you, you're supposed to be a man. I am a man, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support your 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 foolishness. Don't come to the club half naked in the corner expecting me to give you my jacket. You didn't want to pay for cold check. I will. My own cold check. You're trying to be you're trying to be cute and cheap at the same time. In the work. <laughs> Sorry. It, don't, it doesn't work. Trying to be cute and cheap at the same time. What? And you know, and, and then you look at it, just you still, and you see the tag, you know she's returning in the morning. Hey, listen, I'm just saying, you cannot be cute and cheap at the same time. No work. Okay, because think about it. How you have on a fresh knee, how you have on a fresh dress, fresh shoes, everything on point, and you're cheap. <laughs> that doesn't work like that. What, what did you spend the money on? Being fake, um, that's all that is. Yeah, trust me. My bitch ain't getting out of girl. Girl buying weave. Bought a $300 weave. Turn around and looked at my boy. Oh, can you give me 20 bucks to buy food? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Her, the man looked at the girl and said, yo, eat your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Eat your hair. But what kind of man is that? Real one. A real man. Because I eat that. Why would you spend three hundred dollars on hair, but you can't buy food for your belly? You see, you see, I, 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 the reason why you bought Louis is to impress the man. So, you know, I'm just did it, did the weave at least look good? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but from what he was saying, he was he wasn't even caring about how the weave look anymore. It's just like this is stupid. You're stupid, yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? You know, so I mean, those okay, those are examples of like us being bad men. You know, we are bad men. We are some of us, but 
most part, you you gotta kind of like you have to know yourself. You know what I mean? And sometimes as men, we are very blunt. We can be rude, and it's not because we want to be. It's just because you set yourself up for it. It's like, why would you do that? Correct. Why, like, don't don't put yourself in a position, and then when we step out of balance, so quote unquote unquote, and say something, don't get upset because. I gotta, you know, you're my friend. I gotta tell you when you're wrong. You know what I mean? It just, it's part of being a friend. It's part of being a man. It's part of being a woman, whatever. It's a lot of people person. spare people's feelings, eh? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, you know, I know those ones. I know, you know, those girls that let their best friend look wash up in the club. They know the friend looks ugly, but they will never tell them because they want to look cute. Oh, yeah, I see them a lot. They're out there in the world. Those are fake friends, in my opinion. Oh, heck yeah. Or, or how many times have you seen a person, dudes walking around the mall, talking to people, and then you look at him and go, yo, here's some gum. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Let's kick it. And you're thinking, how many people did you talk to before I decided to tell you your red sticks? And no one talked, no, no one thinks to tell you. Yeah, what? a lot of people protect people's feelings. Oh, my goodness. Protect your feelings? What, Rich? And then at the I same think. time, you got to be careful with that, and you got to analyze that shit, because there's a lot of people who are cheering for you, but tutus, they want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Oh yes, the fake, the fake leader. Mm-hmm. The fake, the fake leaders. Those ones. They're the ones that root for you. As lo- yo, hey man, you're doing great. You're doing good. As long as you don't do better than me, we're okay. We're good. You're doing amazing. Man. I will support you all the way. Mm-hmm. But once you pass my line, I, I hate you. Grabbing a bucket. And then you know that's when the jealousy kicks in, the hatred kicks in. I, I, I have no time for that. And yo, females are disgusting with it, yo. Oh, yo, okay, you know what? Let me flip a question back on you because you're the girl. What is this? Yeah, and yeah, they get along. I don't understand this. Girl and girl don't get along. You see, men, you see us, men, we, we, all we need is one thing in common. Yo, you like LeBron James? Yeah, he's a good player. Yo, what do you like about him? And we, we got a good conversation going. But gal and gal, you guys can look at each other for five hours in the face and just say one word to one another. It's the damn truth. And I'm okay. To be honest with you, I I used to be that person. Like I, I think that was a I think that's a protective factor for for okay. a lot of women. I think it's a protective factor, and I think that's the trauma that they've been through. I don't know what the fuck they've been through in their life, but for I can only speak for myself. That's a protective factor for me. Like I don't know you, I don't know what you're capable of, and I don't trust you. And another reason why is because, especially black women, yo, black women are very powerful, very powerful. And sometimes us black women, yo, we tear each other down when we should be building each other up. And a lot of black women, it's intimidation. And a lot of people are not going to admit that. But when two black women are in the same room or when two black women work in the same classroom or the same job, I guarantee you it's going to be a competition. Because both of them are now intimidated by each other because both of them understand what power they have within themselves. So instead of working together, they're working against each other. And then un- and then don't realize when the white man who runs the company pins you guys against each other and you guys are running around like fucking clowns. Oh, yeah. Because the, black- because the white man realizes your power and realizes you guys don't like each other. So you know what? That white man's going to make sure that he uses you two as puppets to get what he needs to get done while you two continue hating each other when you should be hating the white man and building each other and building your own business and take that white man's job from him. 
issue. It's like working together, whether whatever the enemy is, white, black, dark, yourself, whatever. Common goals. Because I always wanted to know, okay, you have girls that be working together, side by side, and then one girl will whisper, you I have an idea. How about we do ray ta 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 to get here? Another girl might be down for it. But then she's only down for it because she's only hearing the plan, but doesn't think she'll actually go forward. Then when that same girl has the plan starts to go forward now with the plan, this girl is upset now. Why? Because she never came up with the plan. But my girl, she included you in the plan. That's just as good. She could have left you in the dust. Correct. But instead she decided to tell you, hey, let's work together on this. That's so now you're working on it. So I feel like, like okay, I, I'm sorry, but I'm tired of this. I, because I love my sisters. I love y'all to death. I love my black women. I will never, I can't straight. Because I came out of one. So my thing is, but, so when I go to BSW now, and I see the Asian man behind the counter, he's taking the money, but I see the black girls walking around telling me about my hair, I, I, I flip out for a second. Because I look around the store, and I see six very beautiful black women, young, that have a brain in their head. I just I hope they do. And then you wonder to yourself, how come the six of you never thought to get together, go to the bank, work out a loan agreement, work out something, and take over the store? I mean, you're the ones that are dealing with the customers. That man's just back there collecting the money. Why don't you take it together? Why don't you work together? But then I realized, gotta gotta like each other so there's always that automatic hatred because then you have to ask yourself who's going to be the leader who's going to be the one that's going to oversee it who's going to be the one to deal with the finances who's going to be the one to hire who's going to be the one to to see the product coming in who's going to be the one to take an inventory who's going to do this stuff if one girl says you know i'll take lead all hell will break loose but you're okay working under the Chinese man's whip i mean sorry um yeah. Say it what it is. Tiny man the whip. You know, you're working under his whip. You know, I wanted to say something nice, but I said, oh, what's the point? Whip. You know, because some people might might take it might take it the wrong way and think I meant car. So <laughs> I'm not talking about the car, I'm talking about the actual whip. Mm-hmm. I thought we were on the ship. But you know, but it's like you gotta you gotta ask yourself, what are we doing as a people? You know what I mean? And Let's be honest. Asians are taking over everything. And when I say Asians, I'm also including Indians because I don't care if anyone says Indians are Asians. I'm, I'm tired of people arguing with me. Is they're in the same damn geographical map. India is in Asia. So Indians, Asians, they're taking over the world and we still arguing over Gucci belts and, and Timberland boots. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't understand that. I don't care about no rapper named Two Chains. You call yourself Two Chains? Really? Why don't you call yourself Two Helpers? You don't get yourself Two Helpers. Get some man off the hood. Oh wait, but then again, men don't like men either. Cause no, no, look at this guy rapping. He's this. He's that. I got charges, and he thinks he's better than me. He, he, he's not better than you. He's just he made smarter choices than you. That's all he did. Correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all grew up in the same hood. We all had the same opportunities. I don't understand that. Okay. You know me. I I got I got into university for free. 
You know what I mean? And I'm talking more like actual, like, on the course to get a, to get a diploma. Whatever specific, whatever piece of paper that says I'm, I'm educated. Correct. Whatever, you know? And so, I got it for free. And I'm from the hood. And the same opportunities were presented to everybody. Then I was looking at you like, oh, you think you're better than us? Oh, dude, I just signed up for an opportunity to go to university for free. And I went for free. They paid for my school, they paid for my books, they did everything. All I did was just cashed in. <coughs> it's no different than you buying a lottery ticket and you won the lottery. What am I going to do, hate you because you won a million dollars from the lottery? I'm not going to hate you for winning a million dollars from the lottery. I'm going to despise you if you use that million dollars incorrectly. Mm. There's a difference. You can get a million dollars, that's great. But if you use it incorrectly, you're just another rich fool. That's all you are to me. So don't get it. Don't think I'm upset because you have money. I'm upset when you misuse money. A lot of people out there buying the stupidest things. How you living in the hood driving a BMW and you wonder why the cops are always going whoop, whoop behind you. <laughs> there was yeah. um, there was a girl on uh, Floor 93.5 and they were doing this. I, f- like, I think you had to like decode songs like as much as many songs as you can like a minute and so she yeah. she won the 10 grand right, right. and you know one of them people that Peter Cash isn't Peter yeah Peter Cash and Blake whatever you know congratulating whatever they're like yo what are you gonna spend your ten thousand dollars on blah blah my girl said Gucci and Louis brethren Gucci and Louis that's the oh, first for herself that's the first thing she said came out of her mouth and yo, Peter Cash started dying, dying. They were, and she thought that sh- that they were laughing because they were happy for. Her. I know he was laughing at her. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. I know uh, for a okay. fact he was laughing at her. Before uh, you said uh, like, yo, I'm gonna invest, you know, <laughs> do some R- RSPs and do some stocks. You said Louis and Gucci. See, this is why you're my sister. Telling you, we have the same Italian. What would he spell? We're a day apart in our birthdays. Jesus. No, Reggie, I'm telling you, Star, listen to me. What you just said makes me laugh, cry, and I want to mock someone all at the same time. So let's think about this for a second. Okay, let me get this straight. You got 10 G's. Pop, here you go. It's like it fell from heaven, like manna. It fell from heaven, boom. Here's 10 grand. All right, cool. And. Instead of you, like, really taking some time to sit back, ponder on this blessing for a second, which is not going to be a curse because what you what you plan to do with it, but this blessing for a second, instead of you thinking, okay, I'm going to use this money in the right way, correct way, something smart, you know? What? You're going to buy Gucci and what? And you're going to do what? Really? You're going to buy, it, like, like you're going to buy name brand stuff? So now this 10, so now... Your foolishness is going to make another man 10 grand richer. Correct. Instead of you investing it and making yourself maybe a couple more grand richer. You know, there's certain things. This is why I won't give money to certain fools. I mean, people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They they want to do dumb stuff with it. It's like, dude, really? Like, I will never give you a hundred bucks because I know the first thing you do are $10. Then we'll go buy a blunt. Huh? 
want you to take this hundred bucks and you know what I mean and invest in something. You you can make a hundred bucks flip quick, you know. And I'm not talking about buying heroin and weed and whatever. I'm not talking about that. Stop that. Stop that. There's there's many things you can hustle. You don't just have to hustle mixtapes and jackets. You can and weed. You can hustle a lot of stuff. Yo. Legal hustle. I'm talking about clean hustle. Correct. Make it legit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, like, the lawyer can't get this money type of clean. But, no, we're, 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 we're too prideful for that. I can't work at McDonald's. No, man. Me and Burger King, we don't, we don't do that. All right, cool. I find that, that a lot of us are, unfortunately, slaves to our pride. Oh, for sure. 100%. You say that. All right, fine. You don't want to work at McDonald's. Shoot, I know. A 26-year-old girl working at McDonald's. That girl's been there for years. That girl probably has a lot of money stacked up in her in her bank account you don't know how much she got and there's no way all the years she's working at that girl don't have at least 50 g stacked up and if she don't i'm like you really don't know what's in the money and the thing is people I mean, look down on people who like working in tim hortons and mcdonald's Yo, those people probably have other jobs eh oh yeah oh 100 and if not they're really smart with their money they know how to stack so it's about you know sometimes Listen, man, the dude on the bus with the dirty shoes, he probably saving up his money. He probably thought, you know what, what's the point of me? Okay, for instance, I don't need to buy a car. Everything that I need to go to is a half an hour in, in, in proximity to me. Half an hour. Mm-hmm. My work, my church, my house, and my mom's house. It's all within half an hour. So I don't necessarily have to rush and go, okay, I'm going to go buy a car. Right? I work minimum wage jobs, and I managed to pay out what, $24,000 worth of debt in five years on a minimum wage job? You telling me you don't know how to hustle? Get out of here. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me you can't take something small and make it into something big. Don't tell me that. Because bread starts with yeast and dough. Hi, hi, tell them I can. So don't tell me you can't take something small and make something big out of it. Bread shit. My man had to break it down. Had a to break it down. A box of cereal can feed you for a day. But if you take a hundred bucks and put groceries in the fridge, you can eat for a month. If you know how to portion your food and you know how to cook, hey, don't tell me something small can't become nothing big. I'm tired of this, man. Like, oh, you know, I don't have enough money. Okay, how much do you make an hour? I make 18 an hour. All right, cool. How much do you take home every two weeks? I take home about a grand every two weeks. Okay, so cool. So, that's high ball. You take about three grand home every month. All right, cool. What do you pay for rent? What? You only pay 600 bucks for rent? Really? Where'd you find this rent? Oh, so hook me up, brother. In Toronto, 600 bucks? All right, good. Okay, cool. All right, so now you're down to 2,400. All right, cool. How much is your cell phone bill? 50 bucks, okay. All right. So you're down to, so you're down to $2,350. All right, cool. Awesome. Got you. What else do you spend your money on? Okay, your baby mom's stressing you. How much do you give her a month? Two bills? That's it? Wow. You're lucky. You didn't go to court, did you? Okay, cool. Awesome. So you're now you're down to $2,150. bucks. have 50 bucks. Okay, you eat at McDonald's every week. All right, cool. Now you have $2,100. Tell me what you can't save on a $2,100. Please. I, I, I dare you to tell me what you can't save on a $2,100. You can save a lot. When, you, when all your expenses at the end of the day is $850. And that's when I think people really need to educate themselves on financial literacy. I really, really believe people need to understand and educate themselves around financial literacy, honestly. 
You know what I mean? Look at that. Twenty one hundred is left over from your pay. You're telling me you can't save money? Gee. All right, now let's flip it. Let's look at your everyday life. Uh, let's say, okay, so you buy a Gigo a day. All right, cool. You smoke every single day. Okay, so you so 365 days out of the week, uh, out of the year. Okay, cool. So so $3,650. All right, so you spend, so let me get this straight. So you spend close to 3700 a year on the week. That's only a Gigo a day. All right, cool. That's not that's not the Bachwood. That's not the Century Sound. That's not the Lighter. That's not a QP. That's not a half, half, oh, half a quarter. That's none of that. We're only looking at a Digo day. And already you spent close to 37, you spent 3700 bucks. $3,700 on weed alone in a year. Where can I save money? And it, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just bought down the back for you. What more do you want, my brother? Educate yourself, bro. And a right. lot of edu- education for me starts with accountability and responsibility. Oh. Like if right. you're if if you can't be responsible and take accountability, then you're not really learning. Heck no. Because I think those are the key elements to learning: responsibility and accountability. It's true. I mean, listen, man. It's it's sad when you're 55 years of age and you can't get a kudo phone because your credit score is My man up. said kudo. Brethren. You can't even get a kudo plan, bro. You can't even get a kudo plan. You're 55 years old, you can't even get a kudo plan because your credit score is messed up. But that day, I was so embarrassed. I'm, you know, I'll never forget the day, okay? Mine let me big, big money, you know. Walking in, you know. I'm walking in at 28. Hey, I'd like to get a kudo plan. Sorry, so your credit score is messed up. I was like, what, we are? What? Kudo's looking for a credit score? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, credit score. You know, that, that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I said. You know what? Mark my words, I'm paying off this debt. Five years later, I'm out of debt. I mean, yo, listen, like, yo, to me, it's like, if you gotta think for a second, because we all have goals, we all have dreams. The problem is, it starts with small steps. Mm-hmm. We wanna take big steps. I don't understand how you wanna be a CEO of a company, but you can't focus on raking the leaves in the backyard. Like, you, like okay, and. You think, oh wow, what does, how, okay, Ryan, how did you get from making these in the backyard to CEO of a company? Simple, I could have started small. Because if I can't, if I don't want to pay you 20 bucks to rake my backyard, why am I going to trust you with millions of dollars to run a company? <laughs> for, those, for those people who are slow to what I said, I have to make sure I, could, I brought it to make, to make it sense. You can't focus on, on raking the leaves out of my backyard, but you want to be a CEO of a company. No. Start here. Start small. Start right here doing these things. Build up yourself. Build up your character. Build up who you are as a man. Build up your reputation as being a, as being a, a wise guy, not a fool. You know, build up yourself. Let the, let the streets see you as something more than just a statistic. Mm-hmm. Let your baby mom see you more. It's just a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. Do something. Like, do something legit. I don't care if the girl's crushing you. Know, listen, my baby mom's pushing out of my daughter's life. But I, but I never pushed out of mine. Let, let's clarify this. I was pushed out of her life. I didn't push out of mine. And he tell you, if that phone rings, and you want to spend time with your daughter, I'm there. Let's do this. Just don't call me last minute. Give me some notice. But other than that, I'm here. 
I won't. I don't run from my responsibilities. I might get knocked out of my responsibilities, but I don't run from them. So, do your part as a man. Cause we're still talking about what a man is. I know. I know. It seemed like we went off topic, but we didn't go off topic. No, we're we didn't. Cause there's there's so many elements to it all, and people don't understand that. People look at the forefront, but they don't look at the behind the scenes. Like oh, nobody works at that shit. Like you gotta be if you if you're running a company, you, you gotta be willing to, you know, mop the floor. You you gotta be able to get gritty with it. If you can't get gritty with it, you should you have no business being at the top. No business being at the top. Advocate for yourself. Yep. If you ask, speak up. Listen, my supervisor came to me one time and said, Benji, you deserve a raise. And when he told me that, I, I, I started to speak about it. Like, yo, I need a raise. No, I need a raise. And before you knew it, I went from making what? 12 bucks an hour all the way up to 17 an hour. How do you do that? You talk. You talk. You let people know. Might not happen right away, might not happen exactly where you want it to, but you just keep doing it. And, and then you look at it and say, all right, you know what, boss? I got enough skills, I'll go somewhere else. You know, I'm going to start my own thing. Correct. But don't make a threat if you can't follow through. Ha. Because you're going to look like a complete idiot when you step out the door and you're going to have to come back the next day. Hey, boss, you know, I was just wondering, hey, um, Paul left today's uh, little dispute we had. I need my job back. I didn't realize it that hard, you know? Yep. And and people don't understand when I say this, because, like, I have this conversation with with my friends and and even my coworker a lot of the time. I'm like, yo, the CEO is the hardest working employee. If you are not the hardest working employee as a CEO, you have no business being a CEO. And everyone's like, but you have people that work for you. Are you dumb? If you can't work for you, you have no business having people work for you. people's errors
Got some dude came and sideswiped you. Hey man, never fall asleep at the wheel. Never know you end up in a ditch, flipped over on your head top, going, how did, how did this happen? <laughs> Life happens. Life happens. We get that. We understand that. We're not naive to that. So now some people are probably wondering, what the heck is my background? You sound so educated. You're probably doing like great things. You're probably doing like some educating stuff in some school. So no, I'm a, I'm a simple nine to five worker. <laughs> I work a simple job, go in, I punch out. But I've been very involved in my community. I was very involved. I was a social activist for about three years, speaking about, you know, the issues, the topics, before um, before you get to the whole social activist part, how about you yeah. explain where you came from? <laughs> All right, so the where, real where we come from, BZ. So where we come from, so where we come from. So, I'm from Jader Finch. Some of y'all probably don't know who the heck that is. I'm joking. A lot of y'all know Jader Finch. <laughs> Finch. Everybody knows Jader Finch. So I'm from Jader Finch originally. I lived there for over 20 years. Um, I've done everything from smoke weed to chop your mom to <laughs> I did it all, man. Smoke weed, chopped your mom. Well not your I literally kissed these books. Being an idiot, you know. Um you know, got a girl pregnant. I have a twelve year old right now. Um hustled. I flew from Jamaica to Canada, a couple kilos of hash in suitcase, trying to make a quick flip. Protecting, pe- protecting people on the block from getting shot up by the police. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will never forget that day. <laughs> that day was funny, bro. I stood, up, I, stood up, I stood up to the cops and, like, yo, what are you guys doing? This is wrong. This is that. Oh, man. I took a beating, but you know what was worth it. <laughs> Holy. But, um, so, yeah, I, you know, I was, people could guys smoking weed. Just living stupid and reckless. But then, uh, what happened was like, I think one day I had, so, so this is part of it. So, so then when I was living all that, I wanted to change my life. So I got into social activism. It started to, you know, I went to social events, you know, I met Mel Lastman. I spoke to him, had a few words with him. Uh, I've talked to pretty much anyone that was, that, I talked to people that sat on the Senate, talked to people that sat on different panels, different boards. Uh, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I got to go to school for free. So I went to York University for free. So how I got to York University for free was because, like I said, I was a social activist. So I was part of different community events. One of them was called FIT, which is Friends in Trouble. Mm-hmm. I, was part of, I was part of another organization known as Victory Magazine. So I wrote, I wrote a couple of articles for Victory Magazine uh, about, you know, about the, the dangers that we face in the hood. And because I'm a poet, I wrote it in poetic form. Um, if I wasn't writing for them, I was taking pictures for them. So I was doing that for a little bit. And then I got into this thing called, like, what is it called? Better Living? Mm-hmm. Where, I was help, where I was helping the elderly, the elderly ladies. I would get a phone call and I would come to the house and I would break, I would cut their grass, break the lawn. Any, any outdoor work they needed, I did it. Anything to put money in my pocket, I was doing that for a little bit. Then I switched it to more winter bed, you know, snow shoveling, snow removal, things like that. And then I went back into the social activism. So how I got into York was because I was part of all these different community events, New York University started up their own their own little um, community event known as ACT for Youth. And ACT for Youth stood for Assets Coming Together for Youth. 
So what they did was they decided to use us as guinea pigs, I mean students, <laughs> and not, you know, as guinea pigs. They decided to use us, and they were trying to get information from us about the area. So what they presented to us was, we want you guys to research the area, let us know the struggles of guinea pigs, and we are going to pull assets together, and we're going to try and build or use these funds to, to accelerate any programs that might help enrich Gene and Finch, might help Gene and Finch to, to get on a better start because we really want to help the area. Mm-hmm. So I knew what they wanted. They wanted us to give them all the dirt. 100%. On Gene and Finch. They wanted us to give them all the, like, the negative. But me, I know my community better than anybody. So I gave them all the positive stuff. You know, everything from the basketball tournaments we used to run to the rap battles we used to run to the self-made website that we have known as jane-finch.com to the community events to like the poetry events to anything that we used to that we do that does not get mentioned in you know in our thing mm-hmm. see most people all they know about jane and finch is what they see on cp24 or what they get uh, from the police report or what or what your white friend screams out down the street <laughs> That's what they get about Gina Finch. What they don't know is that Gina Finch, it's a million dollar company. I mean, it's a million dollar air or it runs like a company. And we do everything to help each other. We run almost every year. We have social events where the kids come together. We paint your faces. We have rides for you, popcorn, you know, all this stuff. We, got, we run domino tournaments. We run rap battles, basketball tournaments. You know, we have dance hall competition. We have, we've done a lot of things to help the community. Just anything to bring fun to the community. But it never gets seen on the mainstream. Never. It's always seen on, on the jane-finch.com website. Correct. That's not that. So I was doing all of that. But I found it's not working. And I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just like, no one takes you serious. Nobody it's does. Like, you know, you can be a social athlete, you can do all the stuff, you know, you can write for, like, every magazine out there, you can call all the media channels, you can be part of, like, six different organizations. But you see, even the organizations created by us are corrupted. So, what it is is this, every organization has a pool of money that they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, in the pool of money, let's say there's 50 grand, right? That, 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 that there's 50 grand for your community, for your community event. So let's say now, so the thing is, when you're part of different, when you're part of different social clubs, you could fall into controversy. So I'm part of Victory Magazine, I'm part of FIT, which is Friends in Trouble, and I'm also part of Act for Youth, Assets Coming Together for Youth. So mm-hmm. I'm part of three, so I'm part of three events, so I'm, I'm in a triangle. And then in the middle, I have my own thing that I'm trying to do. So the thing that I'm trying to do is, you know, is, um, Voices of the Streets, which is my which was my poetry thing that I was trying to start up. So all four of us are trying to get the fifty grand. And you gotta present your case as to why your community should get that money or why your program should get this money. So now it becomes cutthroat. Because if all of you have the same idea or similar, you split the fifty. If one person is better than the rest, they get the whole 50. If two people are better, one person get knocked out, whatever. So, so it becomes a money grab. 
And so, and then you have all these different committees that are trying to, like, all these different partners trying to pull you to their event. And, I need you on my team. And people but, lose sight of what they're actually there for. Right. Because they need a face. <clears throat> so they need someone that's going to be their face. Correct. So we're representing this person. But behind the scenes, what they're really doing with the money is they're taking it and they're giving you, like, a little change here and there. Just to make you look like they're doing something for the community, but really what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the money for themselves because they have a greater agenda. Yep. So, so once I found out the the, the real corruption behind it, let's be real. Like I found out what's really going on. I'm like, yeah, I'm not down for this. No, I'm, I can't do this. It's not. It's not healthy. Correct. And the thing is, it's like, and then when you're a social activist, you have to cover all social topics, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to start those. There's certain arguments I don't want to start, but if I don't support something because I'm a social activist, I have to go against my moral compass and support it. And if I stand out against that, I don't support this, and I'm standing out against it, it causes an issue. Mm-hmm. So now I lose out on whatever this is offering. Because so, you spoke out. Exactly. So if you want to save face now, it's your fall back in line, soldier. But if you decide to step on the line a little bit, oh, there's a backlash. And because all community programs are connected, and if you're connected with one person, best believe they're connected with two people that you're connected with on the side. So you need to keep good connections. Because you because there's that one person that you strongly need that's going to get you to where you got to go. So everyone's using everybody. It's who uses who first gets the bigger pot. Correct. That's how it works. It's like that. It's like that in the in, in uh, the Toronto District School Board. It's like that in the Catholic School Board. Anything that talks about educating your children, it's a money grab. I don't like. I don't. I'm not apologizing for it. I I'm work not, for TDSB and I could co-sign to that. Yep. I am not. You know, I'm not against anybody that works in the board. I know. You know, Christine. I know you work for them and others. I'm not against anybody that's in that field. But from my personal experience, I've learned being in the field. Not directly in the field, but around, but close enough to it to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. The better program wins the money. The yeah. louder voice gets the money. Correct. Correct. Before, and, uh, before, um, before you and I continue our conversation like off because uh, offline, because um, we're not done talking at all. Um, I just want to let you guys know, um, if you guys have any, any questions for Ryan, you guys know where to contact me. Uh, it's 437-488-4871. That's once again, 437-488-4871. My Instagram is impact over intention and my Facebook is broken silence. Silence is not meaningless. Before I get back to my, I have, I do have one question before we, um, before we go, Ryan, and I know that I will forget about it because I still have mommy brain. But before I get to my question, I just want everybody to know, like, uh, the media sets such a negative precedence for, for Jane and Finch, and I can one hundred percent say this. As I said, I'm a Scarborough girl, but Jane and Finch raised me. I never, ever ever once ever in Jane and Finch ever had to look over my shoulder not once whether it was two o'clock in the day or two o'clock at night I never once had to look over my shoulder in Jane and Finch I walked those streets 
freely. In the daytime, majority of the time, I was with my man. I was protected by him with my man at the time. I was with you, Ryan. I was, I was, I was just chilling with you guys. That's what I was doing. And even if I stepped out to, and I even, I went with your baby moms half the time. We'd go, go to the store, go to the convenience store, come back or whatever. I never once had to look over my shoulder. I was protected. And I, f- I felt like we were a community. I felt like we were a, f- a family. I felt like Jane and Finch, like if you came from Jane and Finch, you best believe you held down Jane and Finch to the max. Yeah, people, whatever, they had their beef or whatever, but regardless of the beef, people don't understand there was still that moral of respect. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because a lot of people need to stop stop with the whole negative negative foolishness when it comes to Jane and Finch because, in my opinion, Jane and Finch is my home. Jane and Finch is my family. Jane and Finch has, I have gone through my good times, my bad times, my jail times, all of that shit. And now I'm able to rise above that with you. And that's what it's about. And yeah, we yeah. don't forget where we come from. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, you can't, you, you can't forget that. I mean, like, I do got to put out that, you know, I am a Christian. You know, I did give my life to Christ eight years ago. Congratulations. Like I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You know that. You've been trying to get me to church. I'm not gonna lie, and I still, still this day, I still haven't come. So please, please don't knock me for that. people catching the bus to go to work. 
That's Gina Fitch. That's 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 what Gina Fitch is. The intersection. It consists of two gas stations, right? And right now there's three to ones. And and the 108 bus ride. Exactly. And the 108, <laughs> the 35, right? And, and, and the you know, and the Finch Strip. That's all it is. Finch West Station is down the road. Harbor College is down the road. Kipling is not far. It's like Gina Fitch is literally an intersection. It's where two roads meet. And it just happens to call it Jane and Finch. Right? So, so let's not let's not get our let's not get twisted about like the area or nothing. Because a shooting could happen at Jane Seals, they say it's at Jane and Finch. Straight up. And I should know because I saw the shooting that happened in Jane and Steels. I'm I'm across the street from it. And there's like, oh it happened to Jane and Finch. Nah man, nigga, that happened right here. I saw it. <laughs> so, so no, so so sometimes when you hear there's a shooting at Jaden, something happened at Jaden Shepherd. They just narrated. They just they just labeled it as Jaden Finch. Exactly, they just say in the Jaden Shepherd area because no, the Jaden Finch area because it's easier to know. It's, it's people know Jaden Finch. Even me, I don't live at Jaden Finch anymore. I live at Jaden Jaden Shuram, which is closer to Jaden Steels, which is closer to Ford. But when people ask you what area do you live in, I tell them Gina Fitz. Because if I say Gina Sean, they're like, where is that? I'm like, oh, I just live in Gina Fitz area. Right? Because <laughs> no one knows. People just know Gina Fitz. Finch. Correct. My qu- before, I, before I forget, my question to you is because we have a lot of educated young brothers, even, even older brothers and young sisters and older sisters in the Finch who are trying to get out. What advice do you have for anybody? Um, who's trying to get out the hood or who is out the hood but just doesn't know what to do. So my question to you is, what advice do you have for anyone who's trying to be more than just that voice on a phone or that voice in a room? Um, stick to what you know. Stick to your talent. I mean, sell it. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's, not, it's not rocket science of how to get out the hood. It's having a gimmick and going with it. Mm-hmm. Right, don't be a one-trick pony. What I mean by don't be a one-trick pony, I mean don't do what everybody else is doing. That's what, that's like everyone's doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't do what everybody else is doing, right? But do something that's similar to what someone's doing, but in a newer way. Like because I read something, because the same thing sells, right? Like I I, I something I'm gonna say uh, kind of a contradiction right now, but I'm not. On YouTube, nothing is different. There's nothing different on YouTube. If you've seen one gold digger prank, you've seen all gold digger pranks. Mm. If you see one cosplayer, you've seen all cosplayer. If you see one fighter dancing, you've seen all dancers. So nothing is new, right? But what I mean by don't be a one-trick pony, I mean don't do the exact same thing that person's doing in the exact same way. If you're gonna do something to what they're doing, figure out what they're not doing and work with that. Make it your own. You know? So if you realize that this person, they're dancing, but they're not hosting a podcast, then host a podcast while you're dancing, explaining how you dance. Because there is more ways to reach something. Don't just stick to the one thing that that person is doing. Do something different. Like, for instance, for me, you know, I'm, I'm planning to start my own podcast. So what did I do? I jumped onto yours to kind 
comfortable with, um, you know, talking to, talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. I mean, if people like what they heard, if they like the topic, and they're like, well, you know this guy's Nick? Bring him back, do it. If they say, no, oh, this guy sucks, I suck. We'll try something different. But the point is, do whatever, do what they're not doing. So if this person is not getting a million subscribers, then you get a million subscribers. Correct. How do I get a million subscribers? By finding a different angle of what they're doing. So the advice I give anyone who's trying to get out, find what you're good at and market yourself in it. And don't worry about your friends or your frenemies or your haters. And don't wear t-shirts. Haters make me stronger. That's nonsense. Because you're a hater too. Don't be that idiot. Don't, don't advertise stupid. A lot of us fall victim to that though. A lot of us fall victim to that. It's like the people who have uh, loyalty tatted on their arm or their hand. Yo, those people are the ones who struggle the most with loyalty. Correct. They have to remind yourself. <laughs> Tell them again, yeah. yes. So, I hear you out with your big, big, bright shirt. Haters need to be greater. What are you talking about? When they're not hating you anymore, what is your driving for? So, find a cause that's bigger than you. Don't limit your cause. It has to be bigger than you. And it has to be. It has to go beyond you. Correct. Because a lot, so the, the biggest problem that a lot of people make is they're trying to make themselves successful and help nobody in the process. The more people you help along the way to get to where you want, the faster you're going to get to where you want. Because a lot of people are going to go, yo, I'm going to support you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, you know, that's what happened for me. When I when I was helping people in the hood, educating people, teaching people, people opened doors to me. Hey, there's an opportunity for you to go to school for free. Hey, there's an opportunity for you to write for a magazine. Hey, do you want to meet the mayor? Hmm. Nobody looks at that though. Nobody looks at that, and that's the sad part. Like, don't even get, don't even get me started with the whole community thing. Because while you were talking about, you know, knowledge and stuff, everyone knows. Like, I'm, I'm obsessed with Nipsey Hustle, so we'll talk about that after. Because I'm, I'm really obsessed with them. But when you talked about, you know, inspiring others, I thought about him. Because your haters, I, I don't care. Nobody tells me your haters are your biggest supporters. Biggest. Supporters. Biggest supporters. That's all it is. And they didn't execute it. You know, and if they did come up with the idea, they never put it into practice. Correct. So now that you're doing it, 
Consistency. Because me and my baby Rose would like to just argue it a lot. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? So he keeps beating you down. I go, you get back up and start again. And then you keep beating you down. You get back up and you start again. Now listen, bitch, you're not going to win this. You're not going to win this argument. Because you know what? Me and you are two different people. Correct. If you knock me down today, I'm going to come back six weeks later. Ha. At a higher level. Oh, but you see, it took you six weeks. You know why it could be six weeks? The first week was to heal. Second week was to rethink. The third week was to find what I needed. The fourth week was to put into practice. The next two weeks was to make sure I got off the ground. I'm just saying. Ha. I'm not, I'm ha. not sitting here. I'm not sitting there on the ground knocked out. It might take me a while to get up, but what, there's things that I'm doing in that process mm-hmm. to get up. So don't ever look at it like, oh, you know, they're knocking me down. So what if they're knocking you down? It's good that they're knocking you down. It just means your idea is not good at that moment. Correct. It means it's not good at all. It just means at that moment, it's not going to work. And sometimes they, oh. they're knocking you down because they don't want you to succeed because they know you're, because they see the power within you. Exactly. How are you going to start a project but you can't put it down on paper first? Huh? I always tell people when, you, when you're ready to make a plan, never do that shit in pencil because pencil, you never sign a document in pencil. You always sign that shit in pen. Pencil can be erased. Pen's concrete. I always say that. Are you going to, man, if you ever, oh, come on, man. If you ever come to me, and if, okay, and if you want to sign it in pencil, fine, make it crayon. Correct. You smudge it. Correct. You smudge if you, if you had to boil down knowledge into, like, three things, be, be just, just before we end this segment, um... Because I know everybody got to go to work and everyone's, you know, getting their mind right and stuff like that. So if you could boil down knowledge into three words, because we're not getting off the phone. I'm sorry, listeners, but me and my brother, we're going to be continuous conversation. And you guys already know where to hit me up Where if you guys want to talk. And Ryan will be back because Ryan's very educated. I would tell you, yes, black women are very powerful, but I think the most dangerous thing is a powerful and educated black man. And that's what you are. So you'll be back. Um, if you had three things to boil down knowledge into, three words, what would it be? Action, patience, and perseverance. Okay, can you repeat that again? Just for them to hear it again? Action, patience, and perseverance. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Um, for me, for knowledge... Uh, if I had to boil it down to three words, accountability, okay, willingness, okay, and hmm, I think about the third one. I think about the third one. Good. Respect. I like that. I, I, I like that. I like that. No, it's just be respect. Oh yeah, uh, to my listeners out there, I want you guys to think about three key words that you guys think come to your mind or constitutes what real knowledge is. Again, you guys can contact me, 437-488-4871. I would love to know your three answers. I Even if you can DM me on my Instagram, Impact Over Intention, 
I will repost and shout you out on my story. Again, my question to you guys is, can you guys tell me three keywords what knowledge means to you? It's Christine Lewis. This was another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. I will see you guys bright and early Friday morning. Take care.